The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store. They look slick, by the way, I got to tell you. And we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb it is another episode of the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez the off season is still upon us but that does not mean that we cannot talk about racing things because God bless us if this show can't just not continue on. We love you all and we love talking NASCAR. So you know what? Screw it. We're going to do it, Cody, right? Let's do it, man. I'm excited. <laughs> We're here. We're under 50 days to the clash, 48 days to the clash. Uh, good, good number there. Jimmy Johnson, obviously. And uh, 62 days until the Daytona 500. 62, man. 62 really feels like kind of a small number. We're we're getting so close. I mean, that's, that's only two months, right? Only two months. 62 days. Before we know it, it'll be time. And we'll be saying, can you believe that we were just saying a little bit ago that we were 62 days away? And yeah, I mean, as as we were started the offseason, weren't we talking about like 90s? And now we're already down to 62, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a little over 100 after the, the last race of the season. And yeah, down to 62 means we're almost halfway through the off season already seems like it's gone quick we got the holidays coming up here get get through those and then man all eyes right on daytona to be right around the corner at that point unbelievable cody do you have a 62 number stat for us today or are we rolling I, with I that one some fun 62 stuff so 62 a number we've seen a little bit more uh than some of the other numbers we've talked about recently of course the uh, Beard Motorsports car is number 62, so we generally see them enter in all the super speedway races. Uh, they had done quite a few road courses in the past with Brendan Gone as well. So obviously recently it's kind of been associated with Brendan Gone. Um, Noah Gragson drove it mostly this year. Uh, Justin Allgaier filled in in one race uh, when Noah had slid over into the 48 for Bowman. Towards the end of the season, I think that was the Talladega race. Um, so number we've seen a little bit more, you know, it's, it's at least actively part-time, but, uh, 
let's uh let, let's see if you can guess what manufacturer has run 112 races in the number 62 i'm gonna say dodge mercury ah man that mercury was close leads the way with 112 races in car number 62 so 326 races uh in this car number so a lot more than some of the other numbers we, we've talked about recently uh it does have a one cup series win uh 13 top five finishes 58 top tens and 167 top 20 so it's done a decent uh a decent uh bit when it's when it's been around curtis Kreider. 136 races in that car. Uh, I'm assuming he was probably most Mercury starts. Brendan Gaughan is second with 21 races. Ron Keselowski Ooh. ran 18 races. I honestly, I, I don't know who that is or or if he is related to the other Keselowskis. That's How many Keselowskis weird... can there be? I mean, yeah, it's kind of a <laughs> strange last name. So looks like he raced in the, the 70s. So I'm guessing he's probably uh, not his brother. Yeah, probably <laughs> related to uh, to to Brad somehow, right? But uh, yeah, so 112 races of Mercury, uh, 74 Chevys, 46 Dodges, 44 Fords, 31 Pontiacs, 22 in Oldsmobile, six Hudson races, five wow. Buick starts, and one start as a Lincoln. So, a Hudson? Uh, a Hudson. Six six races as the Hudson car. What are we in cars now? Uh, I, you know, I, Hey, I, that's what it says. All the okay. Hudson Hornet. Don't, don't argue with what it says. <laughs> <laughs> the Hudson Hornet. Yeah. Maybe this was, yeah, it, was, it appeared on, Bert, on the movie cars, right? Burt Reynolds's <laughs> car. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so 62, we're kind of getting, getting closer to numbers that uh, have done a little bit more. Obviously, if you notice in NASCAR, a majority of the numbers are lower numbers for whatever reason, but uh, yeah. So, so 62 is kind of a, kind of a fun one. And, Man, 62 really doesn't feel like that many days until the Daytona 500. So, nope. and like I was saying before, 48 for for the Clash, that's nothing, man. That's that's right around the corner. It's a Ron Keselowski away from uh, from the the Daytona 500. Uh, all right, well then let's let's do our little back in history again. I, I like this little segment. I don't know if anybody else does, but you know what, Cody, it's our show, so <laughs> we like do it. whatever we want. Let's do it. Uh, let's take a look. So we're going into the 2023 season, right? Let's, let's turn all our pages all the way back to 1953. Cody, I won't even ask you who the champion of NASCAR was in 1953. I'm, I'm pretty sure. You, Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I would get that one. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to keep anybody else stunned here. Uh, I Fireball will, Roberts. That's just a random name. I know from that time frame. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, not even a little. No, this was, this was Herb Thomas. Oh wow! Yeah. The winner of the 1953 NASCAR Grand National. Uh, Not a lot of parents series. naming their kids Herb anymore. No, no. <laughs> uh, in fact, Herb Thomas in 1953 started 37 races, won 12 of them. So a a uh, what a nice big run, almost a la Kyle Larson of a couple of years ago. So 12. Actually, he did better than Kyle Larson. 12 starts, 27 top fives, 31 top tens. Get this, his yearly earnings for the race uh, season 28 uh, ooh, 28 thousand nine hundred nine dollars wow. 
back in twenty eight thousand dollars. That's I had, uh, I had to stop for a second. I was gonna say twenty eight million. But that, <laughs> yeah, no. that, that would have been a hell of a payday back then. Yeah, right? back then. Yeah, no. twenty eight thousand probably was a pretty decent payday for for those days. Pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, look, he was living high on the hog. Twelve ra- <laughs> twelve races won. I mean, the next best person. So I'll I'll go down the top ten. It was Herb Thomas, Lee Petty, uh, Dick Rathman, Buck Baker, Fonty Flock, Tim Flock. Uh, Jim Paschal, Joe Eubanks, Jimmy Llewellyn, and then Curtis Turner. Those were your top ten in 1953. Lee Petty, what do you know? Who who's that? Never heard of that guy uh, before. Some Jesus. random dude. <laughs> I don't know. He probably won't go on to anything. Uh, if I read history, probably right. won't have a son as a seven-time champion or anything. Like that. <laughs> Not even a little. <laughs> well, okay. So just to wrap it up and put a bow on it, Herb Thomas had a commanding. 8,460 points on the season to Lee Petty's 7,814. Herb took the lead in March and never, ever looked back. So, Herb Thomas, your 1953 NASCAR Grand National Series champion. This day in history, or this year in history, rather, I suppose. There you go. I like it. Uh, And just to follow up on Ron Kozlowski, the uncle of of Brad and, and Brian Kozlowski, brother of Bob, uh, who we lost this past year, uh, who is obviously Brad and, and Brian's father. Uh, he did start 68 races over a five-year career uh, back in the 70s. Um, and yeah, his first race was the 1970 Daytona 500. So 11 top 10s in his career, no polls, no wins. But uh, yeah, no surprise that uh, the Keselowski related to the Keselowskis we know of today. Probably a lot of NASCAR folks out there that been watching for like generations are like, oh, how'd you guys not know that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's not uh, Bob. I've heard of Bob. You know, I I, I know a lot about Bob, but uh, I did not know that Ron also had a, sh- a short-lived career. My Ancestry.com subscription is not current, so uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> if I didn't follow uh, Keselowski's lineage. Doesn't quite lineage. go back that far on that one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, listen, there are news and there are notes from around NASCAR that we will catch up with, but let's get our ad break out of the way, Cody. Come back, and then we can unfetteredly talk about all of the news and notes from around the sport, shall we? Sounds good to me. All right. We will step back and then come back and talk about all that good stuff. But before we do, let me ask you about WinBet. Tell you about WinBet. We are brought to you, as always, by WinBet. Can you tell I'm scrolling for the ad read? WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Plus, for the hashtag DGENs only, Try your luck at WinBet's Parlay Wheel. You get great great promos, odds, and payouts all happening right now at WinBet. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. It's that easy. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from it. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present. Here, playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 Do not forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Gotta say, Cody, those helmets are pretty slick. I've seen them already and I, I'm gonna get mine right now, actually. 
Well, maybe not. Yeah, really. the well, yeah, those are amazing. Of course, I just placed an order like the day before they released those <laughs> on the website. So uh, now I got to go back and order one of those. Also, after my Patriots got royally effed by the referees this past weekend, I will be getting the refs are terrorists shirt that is available <laughs> on the website as well. Uh, if your foot is on the line. It's not a touchdown. Okay. Just uh, want to make yeah. that clear. But, uh, uh, there was a lot of blown, blown, blown. Aren't, aren't you glad that there's no referees like that in NASCAR? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, referees. Uh, that, that'd be uh, – there has been in the past, right? So we, we talk about the history of NASCAR. And uh, back in the day, there were, there were officials that, that were known to look the other way for certain things and uh, w- would let guys get away with things. Obviously, a different time and era now with all the cameras and, and the strictness of the sport nowadays. But, uh, man, one thing I love about Dale, Dale Jr.'s uh, podcast is when he gets some of these old school guys on and, and they tell their uh, – gosh, what do they call them? Their uh, – oh, I don't remember what the word they use is, but basically cheating stories. You know, it's uh, what, what advantages did you gain back in the day, right? And, uh, yeah, though that's always fun to hear – things they could do or the, or the ways they could get guys to look away and uh, and stuff like that not not so prevalent in uh, in NASCAR anymore though you ain't cheating you ain't trying <laughs> exactly hey Dale Jr said that he never wanted to sit in a car that he didn't think was pushing the envelope because if you weren't uh, if you weren't right on the edge you uh, you, you weren't trying he uh, he tweeted a picture a couple of weeks ago had the uh, the view from like the onboard camera looking out and it had the bud sticker there, you know, on his bud car. And there was 15 bud stickers stacked up right there. And he said that that was, you know, and it, it advan- the Yuri's found that it gave a, you know, a tenth of a second somewhere by stacking those up. And it's, you know, it's a sponsor decal for the, for the camera. So they just stacked a bunch of stickers on there and, and gained that little tiny advantage they could find right there. Right. That's uh, you got to do what you got to do. I don't think they ever said just one, right? I mean, it said decal. Hey, it's a decal for the for the the camera, right? <laughs> Got to find the advantage wherever you can. Uh, I love it. Um, speaking of advantages, Cody, I, I'm not quite sure how uh, how much we've talked about, but the hood uh, hoods are now. Uh, part of the conversation as they just came out. I think with the hood schematics, You've been following this at all. Uh, I haven't looked too much into it. I know that they were. We're going to be adjusting them. Uh, yeah, what 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 info do you have on it? Uh, I just know that all the manufacturers now have uh, settled basically on their their final hood strategy, and I, we know as longtime NASCAR fans, the main I guess uh, uh, cookie cutterness of the car has to stay intact. But of course, they do allow uh, for some wiggle room to make it look a little bit like the the type of manufacturer that they're talking about. Um, I know that our friend Brian Murphy, if you follow Brian Murphy at all, uh, he's the co-host of the uh, um, All Things Go podcast with Derek Yoder, uh, tweeted out something about these hoods. And I'll let him go into deeper, deeper thing about it. But, um, you know, they're talking about the performance, the cooling ability, all of the, the aesthetics and stuff like that um, that they want for these hoods. And uh, there's fantastic diagrams that he's got put up on them. So, you know, again, all these manufacturers you talk about pushing the envelope, this is another way in which they, they try to gain that edge in the manufacturers just to try to get the extra tenth of a second 
on a lap through these hoods and and the the configurations of them. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw that last year come into play big time, especially super speedways. Uh, there was one manufacturer, I want to say it was Chevy, maybe that their noses weren't as they they didn't allow them to bump draft as smoothly as the other ones. That the the nose didn't quite connect with the rears of some of these cars as well. So there's definitely advantages and disadvantages built into those differences because they do want to make them, you know, make it look like a Ford Mustang as much as you can. Obviously the, the car itself, they're all the same, but make the, the appearance on the front there look like the Ford Mustang look like the Toyota uh, Camry look like the Chevy Camaro. So uh, yeah, but I knew that they were, were working on changing, changing up some stuff. I know they spent a lot of time in the wind tunnels and, and whatnot testing those out so uh we'll have to see who who gained the best advantage uh with with the nose change in the off season right it's funny though because when you look at especially these these diagrams that uh, that brian's tweeted out as far as what you're looking at and the chevy obviously has that camaro-esque or uh, a camry-esque uh pro- camaro that's a long time ago, Rod. Uh, but, you know, you, you see where the cutouts are, and then you turn to the Ford, and it looks just so much more square than the Chevy does, and their cutouts are different. And then you look at the Toyota, and it's it's like a, a tongue type of a, a, a setup where, you know, it doesn't look necessarily like a, um, like a straight shot like a Ford does. So aerodynamically, obviously, you know, like you said, you're trying to gain the edge on these, and it's just... It's interesting to, to see because when you look at the cars on the track, right, a lot of times you can't really tell the difference. You're not looking for the difference because they all basically look the same. But obviously there are little differences in there, and I think it's interesting to, to look and take a look at what they are um, as far as, as just the subtle, subtle little differences that are in these cars, especially in the hood design. Yeah, those are – I just pulled that up. I had not seen these before, but they're they're – quite different really i mean very different shapes where you have the ford is kind of squared out and the chevy's kind of kind of rounded and then like yeah like you said the the toyota very like pointed so that's going to be interesting definitely go check out brian murphy's twitter there maybe i'll share this in the discord too but uh yeah man those are those are some interesting designs that's going to be going to be pretty fascinating to see how that uh affects these these cars throughout the the year this year well and we didn't see that last year right there wasn't uh because in in past years there was differences uh but i don't think we've seen this big of a difference in in a little while have we yeah not that i can remember i mean they just recently i mean with this new car kind of really started allowing them to be different and we've seen in the past with the old car it was like each man or they kind of rotated through like so one year Chevy, one year Ford, one year Toyota got to make all their changes. And then there were there was a year a few years ago where like Chevy really hit on whatever changes they had made and like had a distinct advantage. Um, so it's kind of cool with this new car, obviously, still trying to figure things out. So they're letting all of them make changes. Um, so, yeah, we could see manufacturers really give themselves an edge or really put themselves behind the ball. And then you're going to see them scrambling and, and betting wise that it could give us a huge advantage if we see, you know, wow, the, the Fords are really lagging at the beginning of the season or the Chevys seem to be doing better on the intermediate tracks or, or whatever it is based on these new designs and, and these new uh, new hoods. We're a far cry from 1953 when just about every car on the track looked different uh, in one way, shape, or form, right? 
back when the uh, the Hudson Hornet was a uh, was a little different than uh, the Mercury out there and, and all these other different things, right? Uh, indeed, back when Burt Reynolds could pitch it to the left and and make it go right. Um, all right, so enough about the hoods. Obviously, it's it's not necessarily anything that factors into to betting unless we start to see maybe a manufacturer pull away because of these changes, but. Just, just something fun to keep your eyes on. Again, if uh, if you want to be a sharp better, it's better to know some of these things than to not know. I mean, you could you could ride picks all day long if you want, but we're here. We've always been here to try to get you to be a more informed better. And so, some of these little things are just things to pay attention to. As if, especially if during testing, right, you start to hear maybe that one manufacturer's got an edge. Maybe maybe that gives you a little bit of a, a way to find value in your in your bets. Something like that. So, you know, just, just something to chew on. Not not necessarily huge news, but something to keep your eyes on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and right along with that vein, this is something that, that's going to be real interesting. So NASCAR updated the rule book uh, yesterday and added uh, track pack, race packages and, and whatnot for a lot of these uh, tracks. And something we've not seen before, there are six short tracks that, have a, a wet weather equipment package so they tested i know last year they were testing at martinsville like rain tires basically like soaking the track and seeing how it'll go so according to bob pockris over at uh at fox sports he says that they're not going to ra- race in the rain or won't race a rain soaked track so if it's pouring or if it's super rainy but it appears that these new tires and, and wet weather gear they have, if it's a light sprinkle or the track is damp, they may be able to race on this, which is huge. I mean, I mean, there's never been – obviously, we've seen on road courses lately, we've, we've been able to do that now. More normal in road course racing to be able to race in the rain. Almost all series do it. Uh, but on oval tracks, with the way that the, the tires stick to the track and whatnot, it's just almost impossible to race on the rain. But – Obviously, they've figured out a way to to get here and get to uh, where they could potentially race in some rain. So it's going to be um, the clash at LA at the LA Coliseum. Obviously, that's the shortest track on the schedule. Martinsville, uh, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro, Phoenix. Was there one more on here? I think. And Richmond is the other one. Uh, short track obviously they have all of the road courses on here as well with the wet weather package but we already know about that so those six tracks uh north wilkesboro obviously the all-star event um is going back there which another cool thing just a side note there so they've got that track was abandoned for a little while uh they had not been doing anything there they've revived obviously held some events there this past year gonna have the all-star race there well there's the big like building right when you walk up that has the NASCAR Winston cup series logo on it, basically. Um, and so because of the laws with advertising tobacco and whatnot, they've gotten it marked as a historic piece so they can leave it there, but they're not allowed to touch up the paint or do anything like that because you can't advertise for tobacco. So it's pretty sweet because it's, I mean, obviously worn, it's been not been the Winston cup series since, 2003 i think so um it's pretty old and but it's super cool and it's gonna be so that whole weekend's gonna be so cool with all the throwbacks and everything they do 
to to back when they race there. But pretty sweet that they're going to just have that building that says NASCAR Winston Cup Series that that they're allowed to keep there. I think they're going to be allowed to show it on TV and everything with it being, you know, kind of grandfathered in as a historical piece um, and whatnot. So that that's going to be pretty cool. But but this wet weather thing going to be pretty interesting, Rod. I think if we end up seeing it implied at, at any of these tracks. We talked about the fact that wouldn't it be crazy if NASCAR adopted some sort of an F1 style of approach to having different compounds and different tires and if we throw a if we throw rain tires into the mix and 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 you know slicks and all that I mean that could be very interesting obviously it's not going to happen so many moving parts for NASCAR more than F1 uh I don't think that'll ever happen but you're right if if there is an opportunity for teams to come in and put tires on that have more grip, more traction than the normal Goodyear tires. I mean, for lack of a better phrase for it, I guess, than to put on uh, some wet weather tires, right? Some rain tires. Then it would give you the opportunity, especially on an oval, to ride out some of these when it drizzles. I, I mean, one comes to mind is just the Daytona 500. Uh, from early, not Daytona 500, but the, the spring Daytona race, uh, right, where um, it was drizzling. And had they had, I think, rain tires, again, I guess we're going to call them rain tires, they could have avoided that gigantic wreck that took just about everybody out, and that race could have ended a whole lot differently. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, we saw it, was it New Hampshire last year, where – uh, I think it was Martin Truex and Kyle Busch were up front in that race, coming to the corner, a little bit of rain, both of them wipe out, pretty much wrecked their cars, ruined their days, uh, and Eric Almarola goes on. Now, granted, both of these examples we've given, I was able to cash uh, 30 to 1 at Austin Dillon at Daytona. And I think I had, man, I think Almarola last year in New Hampshire was like 40 to 1 or 50 to 1, something crazy like that before the podcast, obviously. But I had just had that on my own when I was betting NASCAR. Uh, on my own, but yeah, so end up working in my favor both those times. So maybe I don't like this idea. I don't know. I'm going to have to rethink this. Um, but no, I mean, we've seen it on road courses, right? Uh, when do you change tires? You know, it's starting to dry up. It's, it's starting to get wet. When do you change and all that? You, you'd throw that on an oval, at least on a road course, you got eight seconds before they get back around, right? If, if you make the wrong decision on an oval, it could cost you multiple laps. So we could see this this strategy really go crazy. Phoenix is one of these tracks. I can't imagine, at least in year one of it, they would do it in the championship race because that would be very intense and crazy. I don't know that they would go that far, but yeah, they're in an entertainment business. Maybe they would. Who knows? But uh, that I mean, it could really could really throw some things for a loop. So uh, going to be interesting to see. Uh, all of these tracks have lights except for New Hampshire. Um, so. Obviously, if it's raining too much, they can delay it, go into the nighttime. New Hampshire, maybe they'd be willing to push the envelope a little more because there's not lights. You're racing against the darkness. Uh, if you get into a weather situation, we saw that. Uh, was that, I think that was last year as well, shortened the race. Um, actually, that might have been the Almarola win, but I can't remember which one it was. But they did shorten a the race there recently because. You know, it was getting too close to dark and they weren't going to be able to finish it in the lights. So 
this is this is going to be a very interesting thing. I, you know, I, I think that it's just going to be a work in progress, and we're going to see him work out the kinks on the fly. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be some more testing on it in uh, January, maybe, uh, to to see where else it's at. But going to be pretty interesting to see when they, when and how this kind of gets worked in, and and what the result ends up being, and what the drivers, what the drivers think of it. Uh, I know I'm in favor of it, so I honestly could care less. I couldn't care less. Uh, I suppose. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really, I do. <laughs> I want to see this happen because I've always been a little frustrated the fact that uh, a light sprinkle can literally ruin a, a driver's day. Yeah. Well, know? that's the thing is, is a little tiny bit of rain can ruin. You know, and if you get just enough, you lose the track, and then it takes two hours to get the track back. Well, in this case, we get a little rainstorm that passes through. Instead of having to wait two hours for him to die the track. You throw on these wet weather tires, they're going to go out and dry it themselves, and we can keep the show on the road. We don't have to sit around and wait all day, and it'll help with that. So, I mean, weather delays are, are something that's just going to be part of the sport no matter what. I don't think we're ever going to get to the point of Daytona, stuff like that, where we're going to be able to get these. Who knows? Maybe. We probably never thought we'd get this far, right? So you never know. But uh, something that's always going to be built in. But for them to be able to find this way to, to maybe – lessen that impact even more would be pretty awesome i concur uh also just just to touch back on your on your north wilkesboro uh thing about the the winston cup um thing we have technology now where they can blur stuff out i wonder if that would be uh come into play I, that's that's all i'm gonna say they may end up having to blur it out on the broadcast yeah, which yeah would be and sad. see i don't know i don't know how it'll work for tv because i know last year at one point um justin marks has the had the the skull bandit car from Harry Gant back in the day, they were going to pace the field with it and they weren't allowed to because it was technically advertising for the skull bandit company, tobacco company. And so they ended up having to cancel that, not even put it, do well, put it out there. They couldn't even put it on the track because you're advertising to the fans of the track then. And it's so just a whole weird, weird thing with the, the tobacco, which I get it, you, you know, with the advertising tobacco stuff, but, Come on, man. Like, <laughs> let us throw back. So I, I was very happy to see that they were able to get it grandfathered in as a historical piece for that to be able to stay there because it, it is a part of that track. I mean, that was a Winston Cup track, right? And, and we're bringing it back now, but it hasn't been raced since it was the Winston Cup. That's how long ago it was that, that we were last at North Wilkesboro. Indeed. Well, I mean, pretty soon it will be the Piston Cup, so we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> like that car's throwback. Hey, man. Don't uh, don't don't hate on the piston cup, right? Hey. That's 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 good stuff. You did what in a cup? Uh, all right, where where do you want to go next, there, Cody? Uh, Connor Daly, IndyCar driver. He's going to be back for some races with the uh, the TMT team. That's that number fifty car owned by Floyd May Floyd Money Mayweather. Um, he's going to be back for at least five events. Um, Coda, the Indy Road Course, and the Roval for sure. Sounds like maybe a couple oval races even um, for the IndyCar driver there. So good to see. I always I love the crossover between sports. Obviously, we saw it with Jimmy Johnson. We've seen Tony Stewart running the 500 and the Coke 600 before. A lot of steam on somebody trying to do to pull the double. Oof! I'm going to be so excited if somebody tries tries the double again. Does the 500 Indy 500 Coke 600 in the same day? I know they moved the Indy 500 back, so the time is a lot shorter, but it's still doable. Uh, would love to see that happen. But yeah, Connor Daly is going to be back in that uh, Floyd Money Mayweather car. Probably not somebody we're going to bet on at any point, um, unless it's against him in a head-to-head -head maybe. 
but uh, but it will be exciting to to see him back out there. I, I really enjoy watching these guys, um, you know, come cross cross streams with other other aspects of racing and, and bring the open wheel guys to us. Obviously, we've seen that with Danica Patrick, Juan Pablo Montoya, many other people back. Mario Andretti's back in the day and whatnot. So uh, yeah, love to see that. So I wonder though, and and you bring up the Money Mayweather team. And we saw Trackhouse sort of break out of their shell this year, and and obviously with Chastain and and Suarez being uh, successful as they were, um, Suar- or Chastain obviously more than Suarez. But will one of those other teams kind of find their way out? I mean, we've been kind of waiting for that Mayweather team to to take hold better, I guess, than they are now. I mean, is that are we ever going to be? cheering for them i guess i don't know i think it's tough with a limited team where you're not running all the races you're not a full-time charter car i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of perks for these guys when they get charter cars so i think you know and uh connor daly not really the guy you're gonna go get if you're trying to win a, a it's not like you're putting boris said in the car or something like that you know so i Probably not <laughs> anytime soon. I wouldn't think Trackhouse. I think a little different. Obviously, they've got the full time deal. They've got the charter system, all of that. Uh, maybe you look for like a twenty three eleven to take that next step to be more like a Trackhouse. Um, maybe if Aspire ever got to that level, I still don't think they're anywhere close to getting there. So I, I don't, I don't see it as much there. Even like a beard car, we would be more prone to to bet on a beard car to win a, a super speedway race, right? Even the, depending on who's in the 50 car, I, I suppose. I know Kaz Grawla, I think, did their super speedways last year. That's not a super appealing bet. But like we say at super speedways, you can bet anybody and everybody, right? So uh, that's going to be more where you're going to put money on those teams probably that are the part-time teams, depending on who's driving, Again, anybody can avoid crashes and be there at the end. We've seen that with countless number of guys throughout the years, obviously. But yeah, tough for, I mean, that's just such a weird program too because we heard for years like they got this team they're going to start and and here comes this team and and Floyd Money Mayweather's going to have a car and then it was like uh, maybe they're going to enter the 500 this year. Uh, Maybe they'll enter it this year. And then finally, right, we got here. Finally, we've seen the car. It's a cool looking car. They got an awesome looking paint scheme when they're out there, right? It's cool, but it's just, it's been a real, real slow thing. Uh, money Mayweather's got money. Uh, so <laughs> it's putting money into it, I don't think is a problem, but, uh, but yeah, I just don't think the, maybe the drive and the, the want is necessarily at a level like a Justin Marks with, with track house. Yeah, I, I think twenty three eleven. You made a good point. They're they're probably the next to to sort of break out a little bit of that shell. Um, obviously, we started to see them uh, do that, and Bubba Wallace was was a big part of that as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, and, and entering third year too. I mean, technically, yeah. this was Trackhouse's third year, um, second year with or well, no wait, was it only their second season? Shit, it was only Trackhouse's second year. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. <laughs> They did, yeah. They but the new car too helps with that. But yeah, they whew, they turned things around real quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, twenty three eleven, I think would probably be the closest comparison you're going to get to to the track house type of thing. And with Tyler Reddick coming in house, I mean, he won three 
races last year in an RCR car, which you don't historically recently think of RCR cars being able to win three races, right? So uh, they're going to be the team you're going to expect to see take that track house type of jump next, I think, anyways. I concur. Uh, all right. Is there uh, is there another story you want to... I know you said you've come with tons of gifts as we, as we near Christmas. You've got tons <laughs> of news gifts for us. Yeah, it's just picking out which gifts I want to give, right? There's so many on the sheet here. Yeah. Um, cool. Something in kind kind of sort of interesting uh right now there is no practice scheduled for the daytona 500 at all uh before the duels even so it's going to be you go out there you qualify you jump in and you're racing the duels now this past season we saw there was no practice at the super speedways after the daytona 500 i think obviously it was the first race besides the clash in the new car you had to kind of get out there and give it some some tries right um and man i'll have to see if i can pull up ryan blaney's tweet real quick he he quote tweeted uh i think it was bob Procker's tweet and, and was kind of like wow really or or something to that oh yeah he says so he quote tweets so bob Pockers tweets daytona tentative schedule has no practice for the duels it's wednesday will be the cup qualifying and then thursday is the duel races <laughs> blaney quote tweeted and said wowzers <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe some drivers not super happy about uh, not getting qual or practice any practice before. Uh, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. replied to Blaney with the uh, a gift from Game of Thrones that says, "Well, good luck with that." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see maybe some drivers and, and car owners like Dale Earnhardt Jr. not too happy with that. I, I don't fully. I, I get it throughout the season, not having the practice. I mean, we know with the super speedway cars, there's not a ton they can change on them. It's just go avoid the chaos anyways, right? For the most part. Um, so interesting to see. And obviously Blaney doesn't seem to have been informed before Bob Pockers puts out the schedule <laughs> uh, that that was going to happen. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that sticks or, you know, and then we talked about it also how many other cars are we seeing entered into this? You know, we've, we've got the, the, I think it's three F is the, the team for that German uh, car. That's going to be entering. You got the, the Hesman's cars um, that are going to enter two cars. You've got that 50 car that's going to enter. I mean, those guys haven't raced since one of the last road courses or, or super speedways last year. They don't get all this time in the simulators and, and wind tunnels like these bigger teams do. You think you'd maybe want to give them a chance to go out there and, and tweak a little bit before the, the biggest race in in the you know of the season, but uh, yeah, that's going to be kind of interesting. I betting wise, practice helps us a lot uh, throughout the season. Not at super speedways though, because there's, there's really no it, it makes no difference. <laughs> the, your practice time is no reflection on you avoiding wrecks. So. <laughs> So here's the thing, though, and and what I would say if we're so if we're bookmakers, you and I, um, I'm putting I'm putting minus money on that being changed before it's too long. I got to think that we're you know sixty some odd days out. Got to think that these guys and these teams and these drivers and these these crew chiefs are going to be like you can't you can't do that to us, you know. Especially like you said, some of these these folks that haven't had a shot at racing in a while, and here they are going to go out cold to qualify, you know, can't put their car on the track. That just for Daytona, that doesn't feel right. 
You know, well, you look at a guy like Jimmy Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. Seven time champion of the sport. Yes, but he's not raced or practiced in one of these new cars yet. Now there's going to be some off season testing. I would assume we'll see him at that, but you're just going to put him out there and say, all right, buddy, give it your best. Go run a good qualifying lap. I mean, give the guy a couple laps in the car and get get a little bit of a feel for it, right? You would think. Well, and especially because they are tweaking it a little. We've we've already talked about yeah. the hood categories. We've talked about some of the things that, and changes that they've made. I mean, the testing is one thing, but you got to get this thing out on the track. you got to get it out in Daytona and I race the dual race is a little more exciting, I guess. Everybody's um, just kind of learning on the fly, right? But... But yeah, I mean, to, to the Jimmy Johnson point, if Elio Castronovas, he appears to be probably getting a ride in the 500. Like, you're just going to throw him in these cars and say, all right, best of luck to you. Go lay two qualifying laps down, and then boom, you're in a pack racing at, at 200 miles an hour. Uh, figure it out on the fly. That's, that's kind of interesting. They're going to send him out to their nearest Scandia or Boomers or whatever and say, go-kart race with these guys and, and uh, warm up that way. It'll probably be just as, as chaotic as racing in the pack. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, you know what? I think we got time for one more story. So, uh, Cody, wh why don't we do one more, and then uh, we'll let all these fine folks that have stuck with us for a while um, go about their day. Or they can go back and listen to past episodes. I don't care what they do. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> this will give us something else to talk about later this week, right? <laughs> um <laughs> Carson Hosevar, a guy that we talked about a lot on the podcast this past year, he's coming back to the 42 car uh, for, boy, whose car is that? Uh, Anymore? Yeah, Nice. There it is. There you go. Nice. I had it. I knew I had it somewhere. Uh, yeah, so Carson Hosevar, back to the 42 two truck for Nice. Uh, not really a surprise there. I think we kind of all expected that, but it's officially official, at least at this point. Um, and a quick side note, too. His girlfriend, uh, Peyton Lamphere, I think is how you pronounce her name, uh, just announced that she's cancer-free. She's been battling cancer. Uh, I know there, there, were, there was a couple of feel-good stories kind of on, on her story and, and her battle and how he stuck with her, and, and she kind of just gave him the, the option, like, you know, if you, you, know, you don't want to deal with this on top of your racing career and all this, I understand, and he, of course... Loves her and and uh, you know wants to be there by her side as she battles it. Um, so she's cancer free. Obviously, I think everybody's been touched by cancer in some way, shape, or form throughout their lives. So uh, always, always, always great news to see when somebody is able to get past it and and be free uh, of the horrible disease that is cancer. So great news for Peyton there and and Carson as they uh, enter twenty twenty three with a clean slate. We already liked Carson Hosevar. I mean, what what what's more to like yeah, now? You exactly, know what I'm saying? Like right? we, I don't guy think we... raced on like a broken leg this year. He's like he's crutching his way over to the truck and hopping in. Like, and he, and he's a great dude, awesome boyfriend. On top of it, like man, jeez. Did we did we ever really package. talk bad about him? I don't think we ever talked bad about no, Carson Hosevar. You know, I I think he. I feel like maybe he had a run in at some point during the season, but I don't oh think wait, was it with Gibbs? But... Was it a Gibbs run in? No, because that Gibbs. Oh, no, because Gibbs, Gibbs wasn't. Yeah, truck. he never went in the yeah. truck series. Never no, mind. I'm thinking. So I think, else. yeah, I think Harsavar was was pretty clear of all that. I mean, we we won a decent amount of money. He, he hasn't quite gotten that first win yet. Oh man, we had him a couple times where he was real close to getting it. Um, I would not be surprised to see him to get a win, if not multiple wins, this coming season. So I think he's going to be somebody we're going to talk about quite a bit 
uh, coming into 2023. So good to see him back in that 42 truck. I think that uh, this might be his last year in the truck series, and we'll see him make that that leap to Xfinity here real soon. He's he's one of the very talented guys hanging out in that truck series. Think about what he did though with all of those off track distractions, and I mean, obviously, not to say I'm I'm not casting it in a negative light because that type of stuff no. really is a distraction to to oh, what absolutely. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, negative, positive, whatever. It's it's just it literally does take your mind off of the thing, which is little translation of a, a distraction but right. think about what he accomplished with all that going on if, if nothing not, if nothing's holding him back now like literally yeah, has the i mean support. yeah you're going through physical therapy and and rehabbing your own injury you're, you're sitting there with her while she's getting treatments and you know that stuff's scary as you go through it and you don't know what's going to happen and you're preparing for different things and battling this and and all of that so yeah you've got all that going on and he was still able to perform to a very elite level on the track. So hopefully now she's past this and it kind of stays away and she's got a clean bill of health going forward. Obviously his leg hopefully will be rehabbed and everything. And again, yeah, clean slate for them to start 23. And uh, yeah, hopefully that'll be positive results on the track. The year of the Hosovar. Well, I mean, it, we talk about all the movement. We've talked about all the movement and, and what that does. And maybe that frees up some uh bandwidth for a carson hose of our run so we'll look at the truck series uh futures when they come out obviously we'll touch on that and uh, and talk about what all that could mean as well maybe he's got a favorable number something we can uh chase a little bit after uh and 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 put a future on so give us some truck series numbers jeez come on i want some truck series futures to talk about i'm going <sighs> to write my senators <laughs> right, the, right, the centers. We need to get on the red line to win bets and uh, get these get these truck and Xfinity odds out. We were just looking at that before the show. We'd love to have some more futures to talk about, but everything's kind of just held held steady for for now. It's kind of just just the championship and five hundred odds. Nothing on the trucks or Xfinities yet. Um, hopefully, hopefully getting here soon. Obviously, uh, sixty two days away from the Daytona five hundred means that we're only sixty days away from the first truck series race. 61 away from the first uh xfinity series race so it's gonna be here be here before you know it right so uh get those damn odds out for us all right maybe maybe by new year's maybe our our new well actually maybe by christmas maybe our christmas present will be there you go that'd be a nice christmas present i'd take that i would too i'd love it i'll unwrap it all we'll unwrap it all for you (laughs) we don't care exactly well we won't even try to sneak down the stairs and put them under the tree we'll just hurry up and do it for you so um all right Cody, I believe we have well and thoroughly informed uh, the audience once more. So we'll go ahead and let everybody uh, get to their holiday shopping. Maybe you listened to us as you were driving and stuck in traffic trying to buy that last-minute gift for... Uh, there you go. Yeah. Pod, get a pop in there, Pod, while you're uh, doing your Christmas shopping. That's I, I can't even walk around the store anymore. I I got got to have the AirPod in just to be... Don't pay attention to all these crazy-ass people walking around. <laughs> Get in Especially your own world with your podcasts. This time of year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate as well. Happy holidays. Yes, uh, I'll just blanket that for everybody in this holiday season. Uh, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate. Uh, obviously, this will may. No, we may do another one before the end of the week. Uh, so, we should. yeah, I think we should. All right. Well, then never mind. I'll save all the holiday greetings for the next show. Uh, but we'll just go ahead and close this one up. Cody, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media to continue the conversation? Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, had an F1 futures look uh, come out today. 
article on, on that, looking at the championship odds, kind of walking you through basically the the six drivers that have a real shot at, at winning that championship. A couple guys sitting pretty pretty decent odds that uh, you want to get down early. Max Verstappen, the favorite, but uh, his odds are pretty favorable if you think he's going to pull a repeat of last year. So definitely check that out. Uh, had quite a few NFL stuff out here lately. Some success on, on some of those uh, articles hitting. So probably have some more stuff for the upcoming holiday weekend of football. Um, yeah, so follow me there and uh, we come back and do this again soon. Cody killing it on the SGPN and the SGPN website. Uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio. They haven't yanked it yet to all the stuff that you can check me out on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media. Hey, be sure if you like this show. I know it's the off season, but this is now the perfect time because you're not in the hustle and bustle. Of, of creating content or whatever drop us a review I, I don't normally ask for those but the bosses seem to like it and uh, we seem to to do well when you guys leave reviews so if you like the show leave a review I'm not even telling you how many stars to put it's up to you you know if you like us put more if you don't put less but please put more because Cody's fragile ego can't take uh, anything lower than five star review anyways that's a fact <laughs> Thanks for joining us again in the offseason, guys. We're so much uh, happier to put these episodes out than we are to not. So uh, the fact that you continue to listen speaks volumes to you and, and your loyalty to the show. So anyways, uh, as I gush, we'll see you again before the end of the week. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.